everyone and welcome back to the Real and Raw podcast with your host myself Helen Derbyshire. If you are new here, hi, hello, welcome and if you are not new here, thank you so much for coming back. So it has been a while since I recorded uh, a podcast episode. I like to bulk record them to make sure I'm getting them out every single week and we did a quite a lot of traveling, um, you know, the past the past couple of months. So I took a little short two-week break from the podcast, one two-week break Um and just uh, just to catch up on some recordings. So like I said, I think it's been about three months since I recorded an episode and I've really missed it. I love this long format uh, form of conversation. Uh, I think it's just, I'm a quite a chatty person. If you know me, you'll know that I am I'm quite a talker. So I do love to to put my, you know, kind of content through this, um, you know, out through podcasts because I think over Instagram and over TikTok, you can only say too much and you can only cover so much. So that's what the podcast is. And if you, like I said, if you are new here, this podcast, you know, it is the Real and Raw podcast, of course, you would know that by now. But with that, it means that you hear, you know, real life situations, with an unfiltered approach, because I think the world is far too filtered. Um, you know, I, I share things that I've been through. I give you tons of tips and I always draw on personal experiences. So it's just a bit more relatable. You know, I think it's really important that I do that. And you know, what's really funny about two years ago, I got a negative review saying, all I do is talk about myself. And it actually quite upset me at the time. And I was like, oh my God, I hope I don't. But I, then I came to realize maybe I do, but that's the good thing for me because I started to realize like what makes me happy and it is sharing like these experiences that I have been through and being super vulnerable with people rather than kind of shutting people out and just giving you tips and advice. I make it really tangible and really realistic that you know what I'm saying. I have, you know, lived through, been through, uh, experienced or, you know, taught my clients how to kind of navigate through those situations. So that's kind of what the podcast is. I don't edit these podcasts. It is just a real raw, as you know, uh, approach to to everything that I do. I don't spend my time editing because if I do, and like I used to do in the beginning, I would spend too many hours on it and I just haven't got the hours to make it perfect. And I am not perfect and my social media isn't perfect. And that's just how it is. So let's just dive into it. So these episodes are uh, put together, the confessions episode, just so you can kind of get a little bit more of kind of what I'm up to in my everyday life, what I'm struggling with, what I'm working on, what I've worked through, um, whatever it is that's come up during the time uh, of the last month. And the reason I like to do this is because, you know, I cover so many different topics from mindset to wellness to lifestyle, relationships, you name it. But with that, there's only so much, you know, of myself that I share. Obviously, I share those experiences, but they're all quite past experiences, you know, from a good few years ago. So this just allows me to kind of share a bit more of myself. Well, you know, we can hopefully build that, you know, relationship connection and you can kind of get to know the person that is giving you this advice on these topics, um, you know, that are close to your heart and important to your life. So as I said, I've been very busy the last um, the last few months traveling and this year, you know, to be honest, traveling. And that is because of the fact that we did not travel. Chris and I both, before we met, uh, are quite well traveled. You know, travel is really important to us. Uh, Chris used to travel a lot. He's lived all over the world. Uh, he's traveled, you know, a lot with business. And then obviously the pandemic stopped all travel. So we've kind of taken this year to just really catch up on some travel. Next year, we won't be traveling as much. Um, you know, we're getting married at the end of next year. And we're just taking this time to really just enjoy 
traveling, exploring. Uh, I think the last time I spoke to you, I'd not yet been away with our daughter. So I took Belle, my daughter, who is two, for those who don't know that. Um, I took her away to Marbella with my mum. Chris couldn't make it out with us because he had some work commitments that he couldn't uh, that he couldn't be away from. So me and my mum took her and it was a really nice bonding experience for all three of us. And then we took a trip to America. We spent five days in LA and four or five days in Vegas. And guys, Vegas is not for me. <laughs> not for me at all. Now that was my fourth time there. I went once as a child two with exes and once obviously just now so four times in total and if you are going for like real party fun let your hair down you will have a blast but if you're not and you've just come off the back of five days in LA which is calm peaceful wellness focused you know wellness is on like it's it's everywhere there's cryotherapy uh, clinics there's ice baths that you can go to, infrared saunas, there's hiking, there's cycling down the beach, there's juice bars everywhere you look. It is just oh, the epicenter of health and I just felt so home there. Now, I am very connected with myself and I'm very like sensitive to if I feel something in my heart, then I have to do it. And a, a few years ago, I got this like feeling in my heart for LA. Now, LA is not for everybody. And you know, you see it from like the Hollywood side and all that kind of, you know, messy kind of glamour side that maybe doesn't align with you. It certainly doesn't align with me. And but LA for me just I don't know. And this was like, I think I'd only been as a child once when I got this feeling. So I've been asking my mum, like, what did we do when, when I was there? And she was like, you know, we spent some time on the beach and we did this and we did that. And it was so amazing to then go back and do that on this trip, you know, like going down Venice Beach, like my mum told me that we did. And we was in Santa Monica and Santa Monica has always been a favorite place for me. And I don't know why, like when I got there the first time since being a kid, I was like, oh my God, this just feels like home. And it's always been like a, since, since that time I visited as an adult, it's just held that really important part in my, in my heart. So when Chris and I went, that was just super amazing for us to do that together you know, he loves LA as well. We were actually supposed to go like three years ago. We'd been dating like, you know, six months or so. I ended up becoming really, really ill. I got a chest infection, kidney infection at the same time, and I couldn't go on that trip. So I was devastated. So to go together and experience that together. And like I said, I just felt this like absolute calling a few years ago that I had to, to go there. And I just feel home when I'm there. It's just, oh, the only thing that I would change about that trip is that I wish well, Belle was with us. But she obviously couldn't come because it was a business trip and I wouldn't travel 11 hours with her at her age. So it's just, and you know what, some some people will with their kids and if your kid will sleep anywhere, like if your baby will have a nap, toddler will have a nap anywhere, then fine. But Pearl is not one of them children. She has to have her nap in her bed and an 11 hour flight, obviously, then plus the time difference is not going to work. So we decided not to take her and I wouldn't, honestly, I wouldn't take a child to Vegas anyway. So yeah, LA was honestly just beautiful. We had the best time. It was really, really relaxing, really restorative, amazing for our relationship as well. You know, we spent, we really craved that time together. Now, as I said, you know, we have been on quite a few trips this year, but our day-to-day -day lives are 
really, really busy with work. You know, we both have demanding careers, but in different ways. Um, you know, Chris, you know, works in a corporate structure. I don't. I have my own businesses, but, you know, I have a, you know, decent sized team that I have to manage and run. And I'm really, really grateful and privileged, you know, that I do have that team in place that can take a lot of the workload off me. So I can just do those kind of bigger picture items and the work that I love and enjoy to do whilst balancing that around being a mum. You know, I I finish work around three o'clock in the afternoon. So I've got the rest of the day with my daughter. So I'm kind of juggling a lot of things. Chris is juggling a lot of things, like I said, in different ways. So for us to get that time together, we we do travel. We don't have any family near us. Um, Chris's family's in Canada. Mine is in Manchester. So although mine's not too far away, uh, they're able to come and visit when we do travel and, you know, kind of live at our house for however long we're away. That was the longest that we've ever traveled for, which was nine or 10 days. And yeah, it was definitely hard. I definitely missed her, especially when I got to Vegas. I just couldn't wait to get home. And I tried to be present in everything that I do, but it was just a big adjustment going from kind of that, as I said, that really relaxing, wellness-focused place to um, lots of overstimulation in Vegas. Definitely struggled towards the end with uh, being away from our daughter, but I do think it's really important to take time away from your kids. And especially now, I kind of am seizing the opportunity whilst she is at this age she's still really really young and doesn't kind of realize too much um, that we are away you know she loves being with my mom and my granddad they don't get to see her that much and anytime I go to Manchester it's very you know a quick flying visit due to work and things like that so when they get to kind of spend you know a good few days with her it's really nice for everybody you know we get that couple time obviously we had to travel for business and I imagine there's going to be a lot more business travel um next year whether whether I attend you know go with Chris on that I'll have my own business travel as well um but I think it's really important to have that healthy separation and I think a people kind of struggle to understand that concept but because especially on Instagram you know I do get a few questions when I put Q&A's on especially if I'm traveling like where's Belle or uh, why is Belle not with you and that's just people other people's projections that they're you know trying to offload onto you and I don't hold any kind of judgment or guilt about being away from my daughter because I it allows me and I know uh, I am so present when I'm with her and so is Chris and we have a lot to you know kind of juggle with when we're at home um that we, we we do our best you know and without those trips together and I don't want to be one of those couples that grows that you know older together but kind of grow separately so being together is really important. As I said, you know, we don't have those date nights that, you know, we can have date nights at home, which we try to make an effort to do where we choose a movie together or we, you know, we mix it up. One week it's, you know, Chris's choice, one week it's my choice. But as I said, we don't really go out and get date nights um, and our time together is is really limited, especially around like the gym and, you know, our hobbies and our interests and things like that. So traveling is super important to us. So I guess to kind of conclude on that one is for anybody that is kind of of struggling with that whole concept of maybe you want to go away with your partner and you're feeling a little bit guilty just remember that your kids don't really realize and I mean that in the nicest way not saying go away every single weekend and be away from your kids because they don't know of course they're going to start to pick up on it but if you go away and spend some time with your partner and you come back super you know connected restored uh like you know just closer as a unit or even if you take a solo trip and you come back feeling so recharged energized 
that's what's going to benefit your child, not the time away when they're with family members. You know, it may look a bit different for you because maybe you are surrounded by family and with that comes the opinions because, you know, the different generations and people have different opinions about how to bring a child up and what to do. So maybe you're someone with like kind of those conflicting opinions around you that makes it then like you feel like you have some guilt around traveling but honestly I really don't hold guilt for um taking some time away from from my daughter and I, I have a day to myself on a Friday up until you know say from about half nine till half three I take that time for me to you know really just spend time on my own get all my hobbies and get all my appointments in because what 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 would happen without that is I'm trying to break it up all the way through the week it's taking time away from work I'm having to bring Belle with me she's getting bored then it might have to be a bit of screen time and it's kind of like I would rather you know take that day where I just really um you know catch up on all the things I need to do so then the weekend and after three o'clock when I finish work I am super super present with her and yeah that's kind of in a nutshell so I hope I've offered you some kind of advice about traveling um and anyway uh, kind of concluding but still kind of on the same topic concluding on the parents inside but from a couple's perspective honestly we had the best time it was just so nice to be able to switch off for a prolonged period of time because sometimes the weekend especially for chris is not restorative enough because he is kind of talking all day presenting making really you know high level decisions um operating a really large team and managing a really large team uh whereas you know mine is quite introverted work sometimes you know i'm doing a lot of writing developing you know creating obviously i have a lot of meetings as well but i've really kind of scaled like a lot of my meetings back just because i have my team in place now that can do a lot of those meetings so I don't necessarily need as much to kind of re-energize and restore myself, whereas Chris definitely does. So for us to get that prolonged period of time on holiday where we could both switch off and be relaxed together and kind of feel like that couple before kids, and I mean that in the, well, children, child, not kids, don't have plural children, um, just before those responsibilities. And I think that's another kind of point that I'd love to emphasize is that you can love your child with every fiber of your being while still craving not having responsibilities for a day, weekend, week, whatever it is. That's totally fine and totally normal. Um, And it's not that you would wish it any other way, or maybe you do, that's up to you, you know, that's all completely valid feelings. But for us, I just kind of missed that couple that was able to kind of because obviously we can't replicate going out like we used to in like London and dancing and partying we have to like really really plan that so to go on holiday and to just know we have the options and freedom to go to a club if we wanted to go to a bar stay up chatting till two in the morning and not have to worry that you're going to get woken up in a few hours by a toddler and just really just sit into that relaxed feeling as a couple and just laugh and have fun and just be oh just it was amazing really really restorative like we went to um universal studio so we were acting like kids it was brilliant one thing that we was doing on the trip was this like question game now not the one that's on your phone or anything like that we did this game where like we just had to think of a question on the spot and then we both had to answer it so like if I had to think of the question I would then ask Chris and then he would go how about you and like ask me my own question back and then he would it would then be his turn and we kind of did that through dinner obviously we would have conversations as well um but it allowed us to just kind of 
be really spontaneous in our conversation um, and ask questions like kind of like date again and get to know each other again. Even if you heard those stories before, it was so nice, you know, like questions like, how many times have you been in love? Have you know how many times have you had your heart broken? And then you would tell the other person about that, even if they knew that story already. So it was really nice. And then, if say dinner came to an end and we was leaving, it would be whoever the next night or the next day or whatever would be. Uh, it would land back on that person. We would just kind of do that every di- every time we went to dinner. We wouldn't like do it all the way through the day, but just when we went to dinner and had drinks, and it was really nice. It literally made us feel like we were dating again, and I just feel like we got closer on that trip and really just learn new things about one another. So whether you do that at home or on the weekend or on date night or whatever it is, just be young and free and careless and date again and just really connect and develop on that intimacy together. Now, intimacy doesn't have to be relating to sexual intimacy. Intimacy can just be that closeness, that vulnerability that you have and that you build together. Um, so yeah, that was a big takeaway for us. We really had a nice trip and um, apparently we have another trip uh, coming up. I thought we was kind of done for the year, but I think we have another one, maybe even two trips um, coming up. So I'll kind of touch base with you um, about those if and when they happen, because nothing's like kind of fully decided. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I've been up to. A lot of traveling, um, a lot of work. Um, there's been some really amazing things happening within my business. Um, one of the businesses I don't share too much about online um, has has things been going really, really well. Um, so there's lots of challenges um, there, but exciting challenges. And my my word of the year was challenge. So if you're not familiar with that concept, I set a word for the year. Um, last year it was elevate and I happened to launch my business elevate then as well. Um, and this year is challenge and that represents kind of challenging myself in everything that I do um, and really kind of just pushing things to that kind of next level and really you know seeking out hard things because you know you're going to get better or seeking out difficult conversations because you know you're going to grow as a result of them so that's kind of what that word encompasses but um just just a couple of weeks ago I went into a situation and it really made me reflect back on times when I this would have been like petrifying so I am naturally quite introverted I'm very comfortable with talking and once I know you I will not stop talking but I can get quite like introverted especially around things like public speaking and yeah my confidence for sure has grown there like I feel like I did some public speaking engagements in 2019 and I was petrified like absolutely petrified whereas now I feel like I could do that like I could talk about self-development till I'm blue in the face quite easily in front of a room full of people um whereas before that was definitely not the case and anyway I had quite a large important meeting the other day and it is something that would have petrified me in the past and as well post-covid you know like I've not kind of done a meeting of that magnitude and that kind of pressure and things like that for for a long time you know um because it's just not been we've done everything virtually and I walked out and I was like wow that's really developed my character I was nervous you know don't get me wrong and I think there's you know that huge part that you have to realize that when you feel nervous sometimes and that kind of shaky jittery feeling it's actually just adrenaline coming through your body because it knows you're about to prepare and your brain and your body 
uh, you know, are two very different things. Your brain knows that you're just going into um, a meeting or whatever, but your body doesn't know the difference. It just knows that you're feeling a certain kind of way. So your body doesn't know if you're ready to go and fight or run or flee or just do a meeting and present. So it's really important to know that if you ever do feel those kind of feelings, definitely limit your coffee before you go into any meeting like that because it's only going to make you feel worse. And if you feel tired, still don't have a coffee because that it will just make that adrenaline fire even more and you will be shaky, jittery, not focused. You won't be any more alert. So I learned that about myself uh, quite recently. I was like, wow, this a few years ago, let alone with the pandemic and the, you know, the reduction of kind of... In- in you know put face-to-face meetings and things like that I would have been petrified absolutely petrified and I really went in there and I owned it and I did really really well I presented you know we was looking to kind of win a large piece of global business so there was a lot of pressure on me and um it went great so self-development has done that for me um not to just kind of blow my own trumpet the reason I'm sharing this with you is because self-development has been the biggest thing for my confidence and really just kind of understanding who I am, uh, you know, knowing my core values, standing by my opinion and just being really unapologetically myself. Um, And that has been something I've definitely worked on. Even the last 12 months, I've really been working on that authenticity piece. You'll probably have heard me mention this in prior podcast episodes, really, you know, how I can be the most authentic version of myself. Um, And, you know, in the past, I did have habits of kind of self-abandoning and, you know, being a bit of a chameleon to situations. So to really step into my authentic power and my authentic self has been really transformative. And then as a byproduct of that, I've just been naturally more confident. Um, Other things that like really random things that have helped my confidence as well, aside from, you know, the journaling and the connecting with myself and actually removing people from my life that are limiting or just not aligned with me like sometimes they're not even like negative bad or anything people you're just not aligned with them anymore and they're in on different life paths and you don't need to kind of stay around them or be friends with them just for the sake of it and distancing yourself from those situations when you're not aligned with someone is really amazing for your confidence because what happens is when you are friends still with someone that you have either evolved you know you're not at that same point in your life as they and you've evolved you dumb yourself down a little bit and I don't mean dumb as in make yourself less intelligent I just mean I don't know maybe you got a career progression or maybe you're earning more money or whatever and that person isn't for example you then kind of get anxious I'm speaking from experience here right I I had a friend a few we're still friends but we're just acquaintances you know and they knew me like years and years and years ago they've known me since high school right and I kind of felt awkward about talking about travel um talking about the fact that I you know we have a nanny um the facts just little things like that now I am not a braggadocious person at all and I keep so much back just because I don't feel like I need to kind of prove anything or tell anybody but when you're just having general chit chat with your friend and they're saying oh you know well who looks after Belle oh and then you feel awkward that then you have to share things like that so then you just kind of don't say things that, and I've just stepped away from doing stuff like that um, because there's this whole quote, isn't there, you know, don't um, dim, you, dim your own light. I can't remember the exact wording of it, but it's like, don't dim your own light and fear that it's going to blind someone else or something like that. 
And I I was finding that there were still people that I was kind of interacting with up until about a year ago um, that were still kind of conflicting with who I am. And then it felt, I, I feel this sometimes on social media as well. I feel like people have followed me for so long and I feel like I've evolved so much and been through so many different life situations. And now I'm in a really good position. Like I'm not going to hide that. I'm not going to lie. I'm in a really great position with, you know, with my with my relationship, with my businesses, with my health, my wellness, my self development, my mindset, everything. You know, um, as who I am as a mother. Like I feel really confident in all them areas, and I really do feel like I'm thriving. Like I'm really proud of that. And online, sometimes in the past, say six months or more ago I felt so disconnected from that and going like feeling a bit misunderstood and this kind of takes me nicely onto my next point which I was a bit unsure whether I was going to share this or not but I'm going to go for it so when I turned 30 I really just kind of I love doing like a full analysis when it comes to birthdays and new years I don't just my birthday comes at like a perfect time it's like May 2nd so you've got like a full kind of month through May to just enjoy your birthday and reflect on it and think about what you want to do for the next kind of you know six or seven months and during that time I was like right what is it that I want to achieve and what is it that I'm struggling with and there was a few like a handful of things that were just really niggling at me that I just couldn't budge no matter how much I worked on them no matter how much I journaled no matter how much I spoke it through with Chris no matter how much meditation I did I just couldn't work through these challenging kind of I don't want to say demons because that's a heavy word, but things that were just niggling at the back of my mind. And I read this book called, um, let me read it off the shelf, Manifest, very easy, but I didn't know if it's called Seven Steps to Manifestation uh, by Roxanne Nafusi. Now, she's unbelievable. I absolutely love everything she stands for. Now, manifestation is something that I have been skeptical about for years. And I even did, and I can't even believe I did this, but whatever, everyone evolves. I did a podcast episode called Manifestation is BS. And this was about two years ago. But this was when people wasn't talking about the science behind it. They were just talking about the secret, the book, The Secret, and how you can visualize anything that you want. It didn't give you this step-by-step guide like that book did. So I read this book And it was all about, you know, in order for you to manifest what you truly want, you need to kind of really heal those parts of you that believes that you're not worthy of it and things like that. So I was like, huh, okay. So let me think what it is that's kind of connecting, connected to my self-worth that's limiting me. And I wrote some things down. I thought, you know what? I've been really trying to work on these things for a long, long time. So I decided to actually start therapy. Now, the reason I was apprehensive about sharing that is because I didn't want people to think that, oh my God, I'm struggling with something, I need therapy because I don't honestly believe that everybody needs therapy and I've done six months of it and that's it. Um, some people obviously stay in it for, for years, but I feel for what I needed to achieve, I now have the tools, I've kind of gone to that real subconscious uh, layer of everything and really got to the root cause where now I feel like I already had the tools, but I have enough information and enough awareness about those topics that I can really delve into it further through my self-development practices. But honestly, if I'd have started therapy before self-development, I would have not got what I needed out of it, 100%. So I went into therapy kind of wanting to revisit a couple of things. You know, I went through a few traumatic um, experiences in my life when, you know, 
my parents divorce like a lot of people experience you know the 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 challenges of of a you know uh, parents divorcing especially if you're young um, and how that then kind of showed up in my adult life and what that was like so there was just a few little niggling things that were there for me as well as you know kind of the one I just mentioned earlier but kind of my relationship with uh, feeling misunderstood and social media and you know feeling misunderstood has been something that I felt throughout the majority of my life and I always kind of saw it as a bit of a, I kind of felt a bit victimy towards it. I was like, God, nobody understands me. I feel real, really misunderstood. And then as that time's progressed, I've gone, yeah, but you're misunderstood because you're achieving different things and you're excited to learn something new and do different things. That's why you're misunderstood because you're not following social norms and you're not conforming. That's exciting. And if you wasn't misunderstood, then you'd be the same as everybody else. So now I see it as a superpower. And I never used to understand when people say, you know, use your scars or your wounds as your suit. They're your superpowers. I never understood it until I kind of just connected those dots. So therapy has been really helpful for me. Um, I've not gone to like a specialist therapist. I've literally just gone to a therapist that is licensed and whatever um there's you know there's so many different types of therapists um and you know psychiatrists and um psychologists and all these different things mine is just a nice lady that i go and just kind of talk about myself for 50 minutes and just kind of work things out in my mind and i swear like even just one conversation has really helped me kind of dissipate a lot of the kind of weight that was holding on to those thoughts now as I said, I don't honestly believe that everybody needs therapy. Um, if you can get to kind of some self-awareness on your own, amazing. And this is not me plugging my own services, but life coaching could be really also helpful for you. Now, therapy, just FYI, is really fucking expensive. So if you don't have to spend that, don't. Um, life coaching is obviously a bit more reasonable. Um, if it's within your budget, great. I'm sure if certain coaches may not be or certain may be, um, then I would encourage you to do that. And like I said, this is not me plugging myself whatsoever. This is just me, Helen, to you, just kind of being open and saying what helped me. And I did have a short period of um, life coaching back in 2018, I think. And that helped me to just connect a lot of the, uh, well, not connect, start a lot of the, the those kind of you know, perspective shifts and challenging my own thoughts and things like that. And I found it really, really helpful. Um, And then I started on my self-development journey for, I think it was like two years. And then I started working as a life coach, did all my certifications and things because I was so passionate about life coaching and helping people the way, you know, that it had helped me. So then I've been doing that. I've been, you know, I think self-development has been part of my life now for four years, maybe four and a half years. Um, So yeah, that, that's that been really helpful. Um, and I feel like I've worked through so much. Like there was a period of my life where maybe like a year ago where I was really anxious around social media and I used to have to take detoxes all the time because I just kind of felt like, I don't know, I just felt really lost on there and just really like I'd been a mum for a year. I wasn't sure what kind of content I wanted to share, what I was passionate about sharing. I felt really misunderstood, but without that awareness of, you know, 
well, that's a good thing that you misunderstood. So it was kind of a whole thing. So I really feel like this past year in 2022, I've really kind of stepped into my own um, and just kind of worked on some really, you know, things that were bothering me, experiences that I went through in 2019 where I couldn't forgive myself and I've been able to forgive myself and move forward. And honestly, guys, like I feel like I was only thinking this on Monday. I was like, there's nothing on my mind. There's, and I wrote in my journal, there is nothing bothering me right now. And because I'm such a reflective person, I can usually always find something like, ooh, that's on my mind. And that thing could be, ooh, you're, you know, you're a bit overwhelmed about X, Y, Z coming up with work or, you know, you have this big deadline or da, da. nothing. Like life's really, really good and life just feels really calm. And it always, well, I say always, it has done for the last... 18 months, two years. Um, yeah, but 18 months, it's felt like kind of that calmness since obviously I'd been a mum for about six months before that, maybe not so much calm. Um, but there was always things that I was kind of really working on or dealing with overwhelm, juggling things. Whereas now, like, I feel like I've, I've got my team really set up, you know, my home life works really, really well. Um, I've worked through a lot of these things that were just like, bothering me and I just feel really confident and sure in who I am and I think that's just an amazing way to end the year and that kind of ties in nicely um what the next point is and to kind of you know conclude on this this episode is full moon rituals so maybe you've you, don't, you know you've, you're listening to this because you want to hear about full moon rituals so the full moon tomorrow now whether you kind of believe in the lunar cycles and what that means and what it represents from a spiritual perspective and energies and I really really do believe in energies and things like that and even if you don't fully yet believe in it just see it as a practice the same way that you set New Year's resolutions. It feels to you like a fresh new start. So full moons can do the exact same, but the great thing is you get that chance every single month. Now, I'm going to talk you through the, the full moon ritual that I followed in July, I think it was, June or July, when I did my solo retreat. And I swear I've achieved every single thing on that and like, I feel like both manifested it and obviously active, actively worked towards achieving that. So what I did is I went on um, Insight Timer, which is this meditation app that I love to use. Um, and I joined this like live full moon ritual um, kind of practice. Um, and it was basically a woman that was kind of talking you through how to kind of, you know, set your goals for the next, uh, for, for the full moon, things you want to release, things you want to work on. And she said, you know, get a pen and notepad. Now you can do this because obviously that live is not going to be necessarily available. And I don't want you to have to go and spend ages trying to look for, you know, something similar when I can just tell you it's so much easier. So I got a notepad, a notepen and a notepad and I drew like a quadrant so you know four kind of sections and I'm like the the um, elevate pillars my business elevate is mind body soul life so I split mine in up into those four quadrants now um, I'm doing it here I'm writing it for you now as I write it down so 
mind, body, soul, life. And what that represented, obviously, is things that I want to achieve mentally, things that I wanted to achieve. And body just kind of means like health, wellness, um, life, just kind of life in general. And soul, I can't remember what I actually listed for that. I think it was kind of more like spiritual stuff and the kind of like deeper stuff and things that just kind of like life was more like goals um, and like kind of like work things just general like buying an investment property or whatever those kind of things whereas soul was more like things that make my heart happy kind of thing so I listed it like that so what you could do is the same or you could choose your own sections you know you could put work you could put health you could put relationship whatever it is for you think of four different areas of your life that you'd like to work on or you can do it like I said mind body soul and life and do it the way that I did now, what I wrote, I haven't got the journal that I wrote it all in. So I had this special journal that I took on my trip where I just kind of did a lot of note writing. I just did a lot of like really long format journaling where I wrote pages and pages and pages, whereas my kind of day-to-day journal is just a page per day. So I had more space to write. So what I did there is, you know, she walks you through and she's like, okay, you know, really imagine what it is that you're um, wanting to achieve this moon. Um from from you know your first quadrant so for example mind so then you would write it down and there was loads of other people on the live you could comment in the box and things like that so it's really kind of community element and as I said mind stuff um I should have brought my journal up when I was recording this I was putting things like you know things that I want to work on like I want to forgive myself for you know how I felt in 2019 for what people did to me and how they treated me and all these things that I was kind of bothered with and working on during that time um body and health was like you know the things that I want to achieve with my health um life my career goals and everything and soul so there was one that really stood out to me it was just like I want to hug my daughter longer and that really meant a lot to me and I read this book called One More or The Power of One More by Ed Milet who I absolutely love and adore he is amazing uh, so he has this book called the Power of One More and it was just essentially doing one more so saying an extra I love you when you leave the house giving your partner an extra kiss hugging your child a second longer a minute longer whatever it is we can always do something one more and that kind of all stemmed from um his father um his father was like a recovered alcoholic and he had the mentality that he just had to help one more person so the power of one more that's where it comes from so that was kind of one of my things as well as all my other goals that I wrote there and I swear like everything just as real I, I reflected on it the other week and everything that I wrote down I've like either worked on worked through or I just feel like I've just even just like hugging my daughter for that extra hug or minute or whatever I just feel like it's just oh just made me a better parent better person um and we can all do something for one more second minute or we can say I love you once more or we can give someone an extra hug whatever it is so it's a really beautiful sentiment and I I took that kind of philosophy into my my rituals about things that I wanted to achieve so you could do the same thing so just spend some time you know whether you do it now whether you write it in your notes on your phone um, or whether you kind of sit down you know light a candle I think is really nice and really set the mood for the new moon um I've done a few different moon rituals um it depends you know how you're feeling I remember I wrote one on a piece of paper all the things I wanted to release with the new moon and it was all things like you know 
pain and frustration and resentment that I felt and I wrote everything that kind of I was carrying and I just kind of set it on fire and that oh my god that was super emotional um so you can do ones like that or you can do ones that are more kind of goal centered and things you want to achieve and manifest um I don't believe that you should kind of write down like you know I want a Ferrari or I want million pounds or whatever like that because I think it kind of just take it just doesn't feel like holistic to me and I think holistic is maybe my year of the my word of the year for next year it should be holistic but it just doesn't feel genuine you know like we can manifest them but I don't think it's the time and place to like manifest like your dream car on a full moon it just doesn't feel right because next month is a new moon so it, I, it kind of feels like it should be things that you can achieve within a month or two months at least you know not something that's maybe you can achieve buying a Ferrari within a month I know I certainly can't but um anyway to, to digress I think if you do that if you sit down if you light a candle light an incense you know have a shower before do you skincare just feel bath whatever feel super relaxed and ready to just dive into those goals and just really connect with your with yourself and your mind and your soul and don't just write the simple obvious things always you'll really spend some time reflecting and maybe that'd be nice for you to do now ready for you before you do your kind of sit down stuff tonight or tomorrow um so just kind of think about what it is that you want to write down you know i don't want you to feel like you have to write like lose weight or um you know these kind of obvious goals um really think about how you want to feel um you know so if you say did want to lose weight you know instead writing feel more energized and nourish my body and you know take care of myself and get enough sleep and things like that really holistic approach um to your goals and as i said life can be you know um achieve exit work or whatever it is for you um think about how you feel and that's the most important thing i believe you know when you're when you're manifesting it's envisaging how you are envisaging that's not a word and that's why i couldn't get it out envisage there we go envisage (laughs) and now i've said it too many times it feels like it doesn't make sense do you ever do that you know you say a word so many times you're like what that doesn't make sense anyway (laughs) envisage or embody how you're going to feel so don't just think about the thing think about how that is going to make you feel and i really love to dip into that feeling thing so when you're doing something or like for example if you're at the gym and you really get that feeling of them endorphins flowing just actually spend time with yourself you can even put your hands on your chest and just try and sit in that moment and listen and think about how your body's feeling so you can draw on that in the future when say you're setting these health and wellness goals or you know for example we was cycling down venice beach and that feeling it was honestly it was like euphoric because it was the breeze was beautiful the sun was shining and I just oh I just completely embodied the feeling so now if I'm going to do any meditations or manifestations I'm going to draw on that exact feeling um and you know I'm really manifesting living in America one day I'd love to live in Malibu that would be my absolute dream um so really kind of embodying that feeling 
and really just kind of speaking it into existence you know there's a lot of kind of conflicting stuff about like evil eye and do you speak your goals out loud and you know what I feel like if you kind of keep your goals you can keep some to yourself but I feel like if you speak them into into existence with other people um or with you know even just out loud to yourself I think it definitely increases the vibration of that thought and that feeling so as I said embodying the feeling that you want to to feel so anything relating to your mind so if you're wanting to work on something mentally like healing or more confidence imagine the feeling of when you feel confident or when you feel you know happy in that relationship that you're manifesting or visualizing or wanting to achieve um and just like i said embodying the feeling so just to summarize draw it into you know four boxes quadrant and write down whatever topics it is i use mind body soul life and you can list like i think i listed like there wasn't a specific number i just wrote enough and then when i was satisfied with it um and then i really kind of and then through the live it took you through kind of a a short manifest uh, sorry short meditation now you can find them on any um, meditation app like full moon meditation or just a manifestation meditation or just a regular meditation and then just think and sit and embody that feeling of all of those things and kind of you know tell yourself like I am um, those things so whatever it is that you're wanting to achieve say it is to lose weight but you've reframed it and reworded it as you know I want to feel energized your I am statements will be I am energized I am healthy I am nourished I am you know fit I am whatever it is I'm strong and if it's your mind, I am healed, I am, you know, strong, I'm empowered, I am resilient, or whatever it is, really embody those I am statements. So what you could do is do the quadrant thing, write all your, you know, your your things that you want to visualize and achieve this full moon. And then you could spend some time meditating, however you do it. And then you could finish with some affirmations and I am statements. And I think that whole process will really just allow you to connect a lot more with yourself and I do believe in the power of manifestation. My mind has been changed. That book definitely, definitely changed my mind. And I feel like I've manifested a lot of things um, since then. Um, another one of my things actually from my from my full moon ritual um, was having more difficult conversations. Now, what does that even look like? And what does that even mean? So anything that kind of you know, if something troubles us or if something is on our mind, it may include a difficult conversation with somebody. Now, it could be difficult maybe because it potentially could create conflict or it could be difficult because it's hard to talk about. You know, like for me, having challenging conversations is maybe dipping into those things that were bothering me in the past and things like that. Or maybe something somebody has said has upset me and I really want to have that difficult conversation. And that going into kind of like, conversations knowing that this may be difficult but I'm prepared to have it and I swear every difficult conversation that I have had has resulted in growth and connection for sure you know Chris and I have difficult conversations about all sorts of stuff we have to get super vulnerable with one another you know what we always come out stronger whether like I said whether it is a disagreement of any sort or just something where I'm saying do you know what I need you to let your guard down I need you to be vulnerable with me and you know express what I need and want or whatever it is in a relationship. Those are also difficult conversations, you know. So I feel that like full moon ritual has been really helpful. Um, obviously, I think the 
the solo retreat helped, but you don't have to go on a solo trip for you to do a full moon ritual. You can do it tomorrow. So I'm going to kind of wrap that episode up there um, and just, you know, thank you so much for your time. And I really hope that you enjoyed this episode, a bit longer than my usual confessions ones. And I hope that even though I dipped here, there and everywhere and kind of ran you up to speed with a few of the things in my life, I hope you gained a ton of value, especially from the... Um, full moon rituals that I ran you through and also just some little bits of advice around parenting or you know healing or self-development or whatever and if you have any questions about anything I ever say in my podcast my dms are always open so until next time have an amazing day week or month